This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oliver's celebrating its 20th birthday this year, so to mark the occasion, we're re-releasing 20 of our favourite podcast episodes over the next month. Listen again to some old favourites or discover hidden gems you might have missed as we dive deep into the back catalogue. And don't forget there are more than 400 podcast episodes in the archive. Just head to olivemagazine.com to find out more. In this episode, Instagram sensation and Olive Magazine restaurant critic, Ka Shing, KS Tong, shares 10 things you need to know about being a top food influencer, including finding your social media voice, building an audience, and exactly how much work goes into maintaining an account with over 139,000 followers. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Ka Shing Tong, better known as KS of the KS8 here Instagram account. KS works in the city by day, but spends his free time exploring and eating wherever his palate takes him, from street food to Michelin starred, nothing is off the table, and he shares it all on his Instagram feed, where he currently has over 137,000 followers. And we're also thrilled to have him as one of our regular restaurant critics on our Pro vs. Punter column in Olive magazine. Welcome, KS. Thanks for having me, Janine. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to chat to us today. Um, today you're going to share with us 10 things you need to know about becoming a food influencer because that's your your other job. Um, I normally ask guests for a bit of background on their food journey first, but I think you'll be sharing how you got started and everything as we go along. So I think let's just get into it and we, we can share stories along the way if that's okay. Sounds good to me. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll find them interesting. <laughs> <laughs> There's tons here. I've got your list in front of me and it's brilliant. Um, first of all, we'll start off with something that, that I wanted to ask you about, which was um, which is kind of finding your voice because obviously Instagram is an incredibly busy space and there's so much food content in there. So, so tell us about that. Yeah, so I suppose 
I mean, I, I suppose people connect with things. Well, I find people connect with things that are genuine, right? So when uh, when we talk about sort of finding your voice, I think it's really, I think it's it's really being comfortable with who you are and really having the confidence to know that people who end up engaging with you are going to be people of, the, of similar personalities. And I think that it's very important to do that because that's what is going to give you and sort of enhance your credibility because it's very hard to keep up a facade for very long. So, and, uh, and uh, to, to be honest with you, if you are, if you're true to yourself, you'll find the whole thing a lot more fun. So I suppose, I mean, if you think about how sort of KS8 here started, it didn't start off always as a food account. It was literally just a personal account um, of sort of my life in London. Um, and quite honestly, it kind of grew into what it was today because my London life um, consisted of going out to restaurants and eating far too much, which is kind of, and it kind of grew. So it really, where we, where we are today is kind of like a, quite an organic byproduct of kind of who I am. And I mean, and I know that some of my captions are quite, quite wacky and a little bit odd, mm-hmm. but I think that that's kind of just a reflection of who I am and as a person. Yeah. And in all honesty, the people who I've met and the people who I engage with now because of it um, is a real community, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So yeah. that's what I mean. It's like be true, like be true to yourself, and um, yeah, you know, really, really, really have confidence that you'll find people of similar similar personalities as a result. Yeah. What What would you call your style? I, I've written down face planting food. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think in terms of style, I think, I think very much for me, I like to call it food centric. So, I mean, I mean, I've never, I've never been, I've never been one to sort of chase fame. I mean, for me, like, you know, what should be famous is the food. I mean, that's the whole point is that I, I want to highlight um, what is kind of drawing out an emotion in me. And I want to, and I want to share that as much as possible. And quite honestly, like, I don't know, like, I think, I think, uh, I, I think the the way that, again, like because it organically grew, I mean, I started off using Instagram as almost like a visual food diary of kind of where I've been and actually what I had when I was there because so many people would ask. And once upon a time, Instagram had this lovely feature called the map feature, which kind of had where, what you post, uh, which kind of had like the information of uh, what, where you posted and what your, what you posted. And for me, that was like, you know, a very easy way of going, you know, friends would be like, hey, KS, I'm in Soho. What should I, where should I go? And I just open up that little map and I just like, you know, expand it. And I'd be like, well, I went here and when I was here, I had these dishes and they were really nice. So, and that, and that's kind of, and unfortunately, Instagram's kind of done away with that. But I mean, I, I think that's kind of, again, like it's kind of, that's why for me, the food was always the highlight because I mean, you know, no one really wanted to, no one really wanted to see me with it because, you know, I've got a face for podcasts and radio. So it's kind of like, yeah, this is what I had. It was like a lovely burger from Bleaker Burger. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, that was really good. And then they'd probably go and end up ordering that. So that's kind of, uh, that, I would say that's why my style is a food centric per se. 
Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, and maybe we should petition Instagram to bring that feature back because that was so <laughs> useful, wasn't it? God, what? why why did they ever get rid of it? I know. Um, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to number two. Um, and this is about what you know while you're while you're doing your thing, which is um, don't be too self conscious. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, what, uh, ten years ago. I mean, ten years ago when we when I started this journey, <laughs> um, you know, it was probably when we call it, you know, amateur food photography or you know, p- basically people taking photos for social media wasn't really um, it wasn't it wasn't really an overly common thing, right? Uh, and like, I think like people taking photos of their dinner always seemed to be a little bit odd. Um, but now it's kind of become a lot more widely accepted. So, you know, I mean, I think now you're, you're the odd one if you don't do it. <laughs> I mean, as they say, phone eats first sort of type thing. Um, but I genuinely believe that, like, you know, is that it's still odd, right? I mean, I mean, people who take photos, I mean, people who um, sort of, feel the need to have to sort of, I mean, document what they're eating. I mean, it's still, it's still a minority, uh, I would say. And I know what I, I know. I'm very self-aware that what I'm doing is probably not the norm. I mean, when I'm in a restaurant, I don't see like, you know, everybody else do it. Um, but what I'd say is that, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you, if this is kind of what brings you joy and you kind of enjoy it, as I think that you just have to embrace it and realize that it's like, look, honestly, I'm not, you're not hurting anyone. And, you know, I mean, there are, I mean, some people like football, other people like collecting stamps. We just like taking photos of food. (laughs) It is what it is. You know, everyone's different. So I think that you just have to have that sort of self-assurance and confidence that it's like, you know, it doesn't matter if people are whispering around you or whatnot. It's like, look, that's your, that's on you. I'm doing what brings me joy. I'm bringing what, I'm doing what brings me happiness and just sort of go for it. And did it take you a while to get to that point where you just were like, okay, I'm standing here holding my burger up against Tower Bridge, looking like a complete weirdo, but, you know, did it take you a while to get to that comfort level? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, when I'm standing in the middle of Borough Market holding a breadhead donut against the backdrop, I mean, I can, I just, mm. there are times when I just look at myself from a third person's point of view and I just laugh. But at the same time, I'm like, look, honestly, these people don't know me and I probably won't see you again anyway. I mean, there are people who, I mean, you know, I've been mean, people who are sly about it. They take photos of me taking photos of food and I'm like, you know what? We don't know each other. It's fine. And you just sort of go on with it and you sort of, you accept it for what it is. But you know, I, I like it. So it's like, yeah. there you go. You don't want to end up on that. What's that account called? Instagrammers in the wild. Yeah. Influencers in the wild. The... I'll tell you what. Yeah. Like, have you been on it? No. I, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I saw myself on it, I'd probably laugh. I'd probably, I'd, I would feel honoured. I mean, if any, if influencers in the wild is listening to this podcast, I'm there for it. So bring it on. <laughs> so, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> and another one for number three, which is a bit, which is technical, a little bit technical, is um, finding the best light. Tell us about that, finding the best light and about shadows. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think, I suppose for me, I was always like, look, if you're going to go to all that trouble to take a photo, you want to make it look as nice as possible, right? So when I say find the best light, I mean, there's kind of, I'm always on the hunt for natural light, all right? And I, I think that's what shows off food the best. I mean, for, for us, because we are amateur photographers, I mean, we're not going to have studio lighting, right? So you want to find as much lovely natural light as possible, um, but soft natural light. 
So, you know, you want to kind of stay out of direct um, sunlight because it's quite harsh. So for me, uh, some nice, soft, natural light, uh, which covers the food and trying to stay away from, when I say stay away from your own shadow, is that a lot of the times what you'll find is that you're, you're, you're your own worst enemy in the sense that, you know, if you cast a shadow over the food, then obviously the light isn't quite hitting the right angles. So what I'd say is that when you're trying to position yourself is kind of recognize where your light source is coming from and then almost stand behind the food uh, so that the light source hits the food and then you're standing behind it. So that's what I mean in terms of finding the best light. Um, But that's obviously during the daytime. We know that, you know, people go out for dinner and the sun isn't always cooperative. (laughs) Um, So at nighttime, what I find is really useful. um, I mean, you know, you've got people who kind of walk in with um, these, you know, massive halo lights, um, which, you know, uh, which is, you know, each to their own. And uh, and like I said, you know, it comes back to the whole self-conscious thing. If people, if that's what people are comfortable with, then by all means, I mean, I'm I'm not kind of going to... to kind of deter that. I think that's fantastic. But for me, I've, I personally find that probably a little bit too intrusive. So actually a top tip that I have is actually if you use your friend, if you have a friend, if, you di- if you're dining with a friend, is actually borrow their phone and then just um, put their phone screen onto a white screen. So whether it be notes or whether it be um, a, um, a website or whatever, get a white screen on there and then turn that screen up to the full brightness. And actually that provides a really nice white light for you to actually use to light up um, whatever dish or the table that you're going to take a photo of. So that's actually what I, that's actually what I do at nighttime to get nice lighting for photos. Amazing. Top tip. <clears throat> Getting your friends involved as well. I like that. And that kind of feeds into the next one because that isn't too intrusive. Because your point number four is is be respectful and be mindful of your surroundings. Tell us about that. Yeah, in terms of being respectful, I think that kind of comes in. It kind of there's two there's two ways of thinking about it. Is that you know be, being respectful to your other fellow diners and also being respectful uh, to the restaurant, right? Because I suppose, I mean, from my point of view, I like I want I know that this is my hobby, um, and, but so it's kind of it's my responsibility to make sure that, you know, I'm not too, it doesn't impact everybody else. Right. So, I mean, when it comes to say, for example, uh, other guests, you know, I try to, um, I try to be very, very mindful that my actions aren't taking away from their experience because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, know, it's like, I'm, I'm taking a photo of what well, it, it, I'm taking a photo of my food. I, it, it's kind of, I'm trying to capture my experience, but they're also paying customers who have come to enjoy this. And so I think, I think, and I think that's kind of what I mean in terms of, you know, being respectful and that kind of comes along sort of, uh, it kind of plays into the whole light thing in a sense, because, you know, if you're, if you're dining in a very you know, nice dark room, the last thing you really want is to have, you know, a bright light being shined on your face. <laughs> so, so that's why, you know, for me, like that's why I've always kind of stayed away from the halo lights per se um, and try to just make sure that, you know, people, everyone's having a nice time. But then playing into that being respectful to other guests, um, that also comes into being respectful to the business, right? Because the business also yeah. um, or the restaurants also have um, an 
a responsibility or even obligation to make sure that everyone's having their best time possible because yeah. that that is that is why they're there. <laughs> um, so from my point, of, and so from my point of view, I always you know I like to make sure that what I'm doing isn't negatively impacting them. So I mean, yeah. if, for example, you know, if I'm um, you know if there's a particular order or if there's something that I want to um, ask the chef to do. Uh, I'm always make sure that it's within the confines of what they're, um, what's not going impact, to negatively impact them. So, okay. you know, if, for example, you know, I, I'm like, look, I would really love um, the starters and the mains to come together because either it's, you know, I, I kind of want to document them together or, you know, I think it might make a nicer photo if they're together. I always caveat that with if it's okay with the kitchen, Right. So, yeah. um, and so it's almost like, you know, the kitchen is a very um, stressful place already as it is. Um, and the hospitality, uh, you know, the front of house staff, I think, mm. in, do a great job of what they do managing the service. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not being too, um, I don't want to be too difficult because I understand that, you know, they're already quite stretched. So that's kind of what I mean about being respectful is to be respectful to all parties involved. And on to number five, and we were talking about this a bit earlier about just getting things done. You'll say, you say, don't wait around. If you want to start, just start today. Start, just do it. Just get out there and do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about, you know, what this whole, what, what this whole thing is, right? I mean, there is zero, there is absolutely zero barriers to entry. There is none. Right. So, so long as you have some sort of device, which captures a photo, whether it be like, you know, a 40 a, a you know a, a, an old camera or you know a cat or like the latest camera phone all you need to do is take your first snap open up an instagram account which is still free <laughs> you just start posting a photo and you're on your way i mean you could start with i don't know butter and toast it's completely up to you but i mean i think that i genuinely believe that you know it's you just got to take that first step and then, you yeah. know, once you, like I say, once you find your voice, once you, you know, develop a particular style or even once you, you know, find a passion for it, then you'll find that you'll just keep doing it. And if you enjoy it, then, hey, maybe 10 years later, you'll be here too. <laughs> what, what was the point where you sort of went from doing it for your friends and yourself and things started to like snow was was there a like snowballing point where you started to gain quite a lot of followers or was it just a natural progression um no i can't i can't point to a specific moment per se i mean i think i think like i said because kind of the growth has been organic yeah pretty organic in terms of you know I haven't ever been overly, I haven't been like featured or I haven't been like recommended or anything like that. I think it literally, it has just been word of mouth. So, you know, someone, friends started asking friends, oh, sorry, friends started asking me, then friends of friends started asking me and then friends of friends of friends started asking me. So, you know, if, if you think about it that way, I mean, it, I think the moment was probably when people from overseas, like, you know, people who were coming into London uh, and to visit, uh, started asking me for recommendations or started engaging with the account. I think that was probably quite a, um, personally quite a big moment just yeah. because, you know, I think that um, that was when you started really, you know, when, when, when strangers started giving you that sort of uh, vote of confidence, I thought that was quite big. 
Um, but also, at it, but also, you know, if you think about the last ten years, the whole landscape of social media and the hospitality industry and the, that relationship has changed so much that you know, I mean, in a way. <laughs> I always joke that I've kind of been grandfathered into it because I've been around so long. <laughs> like if I were to start my account today, there is just, there is no way that I would get to the same level that I am at now. Uh, I think that, you know, the, the, the people who are doing it now are so much, um, are so much more onto it and so much, and yeah. you know, the, the, the content is so much better that I think that um, it's 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 harder and harder to, to sort of make your own mark. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, but I think so. I think kind of yeah. I, I think I think that kind of leads into my next point, actually, yeah. <laughs> which is quite a little segue. Is that nice segue? <laughs> yeah, I know. Completely unintentional. I promise. Um, <laughs> is that if you're going to do this, you have yeah. to do it for yourself. I mean, in the sense that the enjoyment isn't going to come from the likes and, you know, the the sort of positive reinforcement that you're going to get from random followers. You're not going to grow from zero to 100,000 in a week. I mean, yeah. it, you have to do it for yourself and know that, like, this is this is really your motivation comes from you. I mean, yeah. for me, whether I think you know, when I first started, I I think only my mum's really engaged with my mom, only my mum was interested in what I had for dinner, and I think that was just more so she knew that I was eating. So it's like, <laughs> classic ti- <laughs> classic tiger mum. So I mean, and quite honestly, and I say and I say this, and I genuinely say this, is that like whether I had one followers or you know a hundred thousand followers, I would still be doing mm. this. And, you know, I mean, I'm still going to, I would still be sharing what I was eating and what I had. And I don't think that would ever change. So I was going to say, you seem to have quite a, a healthy attitude to it in terms of, you know, not going for that like dopamine hit of likes or whatever. For you, it seems to be like the engagement that you get from people where they, you're all excited about the same thing or you're talking about a new place and, and you want to share it with everybody. Absolutely. And I think it's also because I found I've I've tapped into the community, if that makes sense. In the sense that, you know, and I suppose again this kind of segues into my next point, which I swear to God, I haven't practiced this, but you you ta- <laughs> you, you you find like minded individuals who mm. all regardless of culture job back any background you've already got a baseline of you just all love food right so throughout this process i've met some amazing amazing people you know from you know you've got people who are who work in charities you've got chefs you've got you know the lead writer for news channel i mean these are people who in any normal walk of life i would these are circles that i wouldn't we would have never crossed paths right But then you find such great characters and such amazing people within the community and everyone's just in it for the same thing. And, and, you know, and, and then from that, you know, you know, you, you, you have that sort of baseline foundation to sort of, you know, whether you want to 
you, you grow a friendship or whatever. I mean, I think it's fantastic. And certainly back yeah. in the old days, <laughs> old days, um, everyone was kind of at the same places, you know. So like, you, yeah. so your paths would cross so much that you do end up seeing the same people, and it's really lovely. And I mean, and the community is like, you know, I would say, you know, it's called hospitality for a reason because people are very yeah. hospitable and so nice and, you know, just always wanting to help and talk to each other and, you know, and just, you know, share experiences. I think, it, I think it's fantastic. And for me, actually, the greatest thing about this whole experience and this, you know, this kind of social media ride is the people that I've met. I mean, yeah. it's got me to this podcast. It got me a lovely column in this great magazine called The Olive Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, and I mean, but obviously that's that has also taken time. I mean, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't happen overnight. Um, <laughs> without sounding like a a shampoo commercial, I mean, it didn't no. happen overnight, but it did happen, sort of type thing. Well, let well let's let's segue into that other point of yours, which was in the <laughs> middle of those two points, which was um, it's a lot of work. And it is a lot of work. And I wanted to talk to you about that because you post a lot. I was going back through your feed. How, <laughs> how many posts do you do a day? Two at the moment. And then you've got, some, sto- and you've got some stories on top of that. But you do say like many people stop posting food and then it, and then it just lags off because they don't realize that you have to actually keep it up to keep the momentum up. Tell us about that then. Yeah, so you absolutely. So, I mean, I, do, I get asked a lot, you know, I get asked, how do I how do I do this? How do I get into this? Or, you know, once people start doing it, they go, how do I grow my followers? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I go, look, there's no secret formula. There really isn't. I mean, the fact is like, I got to where I am today because I invested the time. I mean, it was, it is a lot of work. (laughs) And, uh, you know, especially when, if you think about it, this is just a hobby, right? I mean, you know, I still have a day job You know, I work in the city this is stuff that's all extracurricular. So what I would say is that like when you, when you get into this is that um, anyone can post one photo. I mean, that's not, that's not difficult. But if you think about like the way that I'm engaging with the platform and the way that, you know, like your, favorite, um, other, your favorite other food creators, whatever, are engaging with the platform, people are doing it daily. So, you know, it's, it is like, you know, it's not pressure per se, but it is a big commitment to sort of, um, yeah. to sort of do it. So, and a lot of people, you know, my brother included, you know, he, my brother was like, oh, KS is doing that. I could do that. He did it for like three days and then he stopped. <laughs> and then he was like, man, KS, this is a lot of work. I was like, I know, I told you. <laughs> I was like, but it all comes back to the fact that it's like, you've got to do it for you and you've got to find yeah. them. You've got to find what works for you. So whether it be yeah. posting daily or whether it be posting once a week or whatever, like you've just, I mean, you, it should never be a slog. And for me, like it's never, it's never work. It's never a chore. You've just got to engage with it the way that fits in with your lifestyle and what sort of works for you. Can I ask you a practical question though? How do you, how do you fit in all of the eating and have you got, have you got little, have you got little, not even little, have you got a gang of friends that come and help you get through it all? Because there's a lot of food on there. In fact, my, um, my boss, Keith, who's the, uh, the editor said, said, you've got to ask him, like, how, how does he do it? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, how does he do it? <laughs> well, I always, I always say that we all eat like three meals a day, right? It's just that I pick yeah. my three meals very carefully. <laughs> 
but I think it is. It, I mean, I never eat alone. I mean, that's I never eat alone because for me, one of the great joys of a meal is to share it. Is to share it with people, right? So I'm either always with my wife and kids, or I'm with some friends. Like you know, I, I mean, I think I've been. It's a very privileged position to be in, and I'm extremely mm-hmm. grateful and humbled by it. Uh, and I kind of. I kind of use these opportunities as a way to, you know, catch up with friends or, you know, I mean, everyone goes out for dinner with their friends and families or whatnot. I mean, I'm just out there taking photos of it. (laughs) You know, my friends kind of let me do it. And quite honestly, you know, in terms of how you do it, I mean, it's all from a practical point of view, it is, it's, it's, again, it's the commitment. It's the fact that, you know, like I, at work, you know, if you've got an hour lunch break, then I go, yeah, sweet, let's do it. Let's, let's find, you know, let's, let's run to Borough Market and then grab something lovely and then run back to work. And that's your hour, but it's still an hour. And I'm still like, so if you see me running around London, you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> I love that level of commitment. Um, and your number nine point, which which is invest in yourself and and pay your own way, basically. So let's talk about that because obviously there's always a little bit of noise about Instagrammers always you know being a little bit um entitled or feeling you know like they should get stuff for free but I know like a lot of your stuff you're you're just in there being an old punter aren't you yeah absolutely and if especially you know in the beginning before you know I was before anything right I mean the whole reason I started this was because I went out to eat I was never invited I was never it was never it was just me going out enjoying everything London had to offer and then just documenting it. So, I mean, for years, you know, and especially at a time when social media and the hospitality industry didn't have that relationship, I was just the normal guy. I was out there, you know, finding soft launches, going to soft launches, and then, you know, taking advantage of these 50% off offers that everyone had and just kind of doing it because that's kind of what I loved. And then, you know, as, you know, time progressed and, you know, you get some sort of an audience and then, you know, the hospitality industry's to, uh, view of social media changed. I, I mean, there is now where I do get um, invited into places, which I think is a very humbling experience. And I think it's, I mean, it, once again, it's very, very privileged. But even then, I mean, you think about, um, you know, investing in sort, of in sort of in terms of sort of investing in yourself in that respect is the fact that, well, if I'm, if people are inviting me in to um, sort of, you know, provide feedback or, you know, provide sort of some sort of exposure or coverage, then I need to make sure that, you know, I'm doing them justice. And, you know, I've kind of sort of give them that sort of, um, I sort of live up to that vote of confidence. So, you know, I do like, you know, so in terms of equipment, I make sure that, you know, I'm, I buy a nice phone, so I take a nice photo. And like you know, in terms of giving feedback, I make sure that I give nice, helpful feedback and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you know, and little things like you know, you know, being kind to the staff, you know, leaving a tip at the end of a meal. You know, because just because you know you've getting a, a meal on the house doesn't mean that you know the staff haven't you know provided mm-hmm. an amazing service. So little things like that, where you go, look, you know, investing yourself can almost be like you know, broadly said. You got you just make sure that what you're doing resonates with what you're comfortable you just make sure that you're comfortable with what you're doing mm. and that you know and you're um 
you know, I, I think I think my mother always said, you know, if you if you feel like what you're doing is not right, then you're probably you're probably doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So I always say, you know, be very, uh, you know, be very mindful of sort of you and your values, and to make sure that yeah. you don't you don't stray from that. So which is why yeah, also yeah. even things like you know I know that people get a bad rap in terms of you know you've got um, people on social media who you know, you post about, you, they post about somewhere which they, which they might not have had a particularly great experience from. Um, and then that sort of starts blurring the lines between um, whether you can trust someone or not, right? Mm. Right. From my point of view, I'm, uh, I would never openly support something unless I would spend money on it myself. That's yeah. my baseline. My baseline is, yeah. you know, un- unless it's something that um, I would be happy spending my hard word uh, hard earned money on I wouldn't ask you to right yeah so I think that's good right and I and I think that in terms of protecting your credibility which in this world is currency which is just irreplaceable I think that's really mm-hmm. important and I think that's truly truly important and for me like you know I always say to people who ask me to come in I go look I won't promise a post I can't because if you if if the experience isn't something that I'd be comfortable with, then I I, I wouldn't post about it. However, yeah. irrespective, I will always provide feedback, and and you know and, and it, at least then there is some value that you're yeah. providing in terms of the overall experience. And now we're on to number ten, um, which again is all about you know. Um, being responsible which is do your homework basically and talking about using resources to find out what's out there so t- so tell us about that yeah and i think i mean it really is you know, it, it kind of doing your homework is basically just staying informed isn't it and i mean I, I find it's always useful before you go to somewhere is just to get a bit of sense of background as to um what 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 they're trying to achieve you know i mean first of all you do your homework as to what is out there and that can be either you know from you know, social media accounts like myself or, you know, lovely um, publications like, you know, the Olive Mag or, you know, like great um, online resources like Hot Dinners or something, which really, these are the places that really have their finger on the pulse as to what is interesting and what is out there. And then and then once you go into a restaurant, kind of had a bit of an expectation as to what um, the place is doing, you know, what the cuisine they're doing. And maybe even, you know, places like, well, people like me will tell you, well, this this is a dish that I really enjoyed. And, you know, then at least like you're getting um, the best of a place. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, mm. you wouldn't you wouldn't go on holiday without reading about, you know, the place you're going to first. So, I mean, there's so much resource out there for to sort of let you know, so for you to keep informed, right, as to mm. the, the, the industry and the restaurant as a whole. I mean, I would just say go into it. And I find, and you'll probably mm. find that, you know, you're, whatever, if you're going to be, the way you talk about the restaurant will change, will absolutely yeah. change. And I think that, you know, and if nothing else, it provides actually quite nice table talk to be like, oh, yeah, you know, this, this the chef is from XXX and is doing this yeah. XXX. And I think it's lovely. And I, and I think that kind of feeds into the overall experience and, you know, your general, you know, the, your general sort of the experience of the meal. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, well. Thank you so much for coming to chat to us today, and no, so much, so much incredible advice in there and insider information as well. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, and if people 
want to uh, keep tabs on you, your account is called KS Atia. Yes, that's right. Yep. So it's at KS Atia on Instagram. Um, and every every other month, every other couple of months, you've got your column in Olive Magazine, so people can look out for that too. But um, yeah, thanks a lot for chatting to us again today, KS. Thanks, Janine. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.